Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 59, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. Tony. How's it going? Good. Welcome listeners. Uh, one and all. <laughs> um, back after a... When you say that one and all, do you think there's many people listen to podcasts like two, three, four, five people at a time? Like you might sit around and watch a TV show with your, oh, yeah. your friends and fam. Well, podcasts normally podcasts for me are just a, a it's like a one-on-one. solo masturbatory type thing you know <laughs> um well i've said before that i listen to them with my wife in the car so that's more than one person yeah yeah okay um uh i guess people overhear my podcast in the background overhear it yeah why uh like walking around the house listen to a podcast oh do you put it on like a central stereo uh, no, but it might be just blazing from my phone. From your phone? Is it blazing? Maybe more blaring. You mean from your headphones or from your phone? No, my iPod telephone. You'd play it like on speaker? Like a, like through the phone speaker? Uh, sometimes if I'm doing like housework and I haven't yet plugged my headphones in. Weird. Well, not, I haven't Bluetoothed my headphones yet. No. Yeah. Weird. Um, I don't know what it is. Oh, cleaning the bathroom's a good one where I've got it just blasting. Mm. from the phone speaker oh yeah. strange yeah it's you not... should get a portable speaker i do <laughs> on the phone well you have one as well yeah i have one <laughs> okay i normally use it but just sometimes in the bathroom i don't want to like endanger it of getting wet oh see i've got one that's a uh, jbl oh here it goes splash proof oh so you can pee on it or something i guess yeah you could splash on it yeah very good <laughs> um I saw your phone light up and then your eyes darted to your screen. So obviously you've got a message. I've got a message and I saw yeah. it on my... Uh, you can't see my phone, but of course it's all synced through my uh, MacBook Air. Um, I should apologize for not being here last week. Um, explain yourself. Um, well, you weren't here either, but it wasn't your idea. Yeah, no, I was, I was all for it until like sort of what, 3.30 or something. Yeah, I was all for it until about lunchtime. So I was at a conference on the the day of record. Um, well, well, I say a conference, like a one day seminar. Oh, a seminar. Yeah. On, Focus group. No, it was a seminar. Okay. Well, I felt like it was a seminar put on by the university, but they got us to fill out all these like questionnaires in between in between talks. So I feel like it was a research group that mm. they put on, and then they disguised it by putting a few talks on. To this say is your blockchain fun wasn't it yeah that's right we're looking at blockchain um which isn't when you block up a toilet i believe (laughs) no it's not no um but that morning um i got there and i i one of my guilty pleasures is horrible conference filter coffee out of the big urns it's a disgraceful drink no 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 disrespect to your name but lukewarm and (laughs) (laughs) it's the best kind of warm um you know it's filter coffee like we're quite coffee snob, so we either it's instant or it's long black, no sugar for me, please. <laughs> yeah, or it's an espresso. Yeah. Um, 
but got to this conference and there was, the whole room smell, smelled of that coffee. Oh, um, did everyone have a cup in hand or something? Here's the deal. Um, they must have had probably a 12-pack of cups because the early people got coffee. Everyone else got to smell the coffee because there was oh, no cups. No. And I wasn't one of the early ones. And I was I just happened to have skipped breakfast and coffee that morning. So was really hanging for one when I got there. And then um, there wasn't a single cup to be found. And it really annoyed me for a while. But then I thought, this is kind of funny. Because <laughs> um, I was watching people go up, see the coffee, look around for a cup, and then sit back down again. Like, <laughs> no so one wanted to tell anyone. Like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> so it would have been a couple of hours um, of... Well, the first half hour to 45 was me outraged at not being able to have a coffee. Um, and trying to figure out how I could tell someone because they're always just otherwise engaged. Um, and then um, after that, watching everybody get disappointed one yep. by one. One by then, one. And then sheepishly go and sit down smelling everyone's <laughs> coffee. And then after that, um, I told a colleague and he went and organized cups. So um, they just had stacks of them that they just hadn't put out. Right. So um, that reminds me when we were in San Francisco in the Eva Ear Lounge. Uh, on the way back from America and it was it was really horribly organized lounge they had some sort of shitty food they were putting out but they didn't have any plates and do you remember I went into the kitchen and there was like this little Chinese lady in there vaguely and I started getting plates and it was myself and probably a couple of other sort of loudmouth American frequent flyers uh no disrespect to loudmouth Americans because <laughs> they were doing what I was doing but we all charged into the wee kitchen and started helping ourselves to plates and putting them out and stocking the shelves and she seemed quite perplexed by the whole thing but just put some plates out please <laughs> yeah. I mean you're putting all the food out and all the yeah there's all this food to like drink out and there were no plates to eat anything yeah. off um, so yeah more these more bolshy flyers myself included so that doesn't quite explain why I wasn't here um, what happened was I like I put it down to the lack of coffee or the lack of having eaten. It got towards like 11, 11.30 in the morning and I started getting a bit of a sore stomach. And it was kind of, I was sitting on an un- uncomfortable chair and it was just kind of What was weird. the padding of the chair? What was sort of you sitting on? It wasn't padded. It was just like a plastic. Pa- hard plastic seat. And I thought oh, it was that. Yes, no matter rearranging of the older noose will <laughs> sort of find that sweet spot of comfort on those sort of chairs so i started getting my stomach started getting sore and sore and when i say stomach i mean abdomen wasn't stomach specific but um then it started going like it wasn't like a I started bowel getting explosion like, um, starting to no it didn't brew. feel like that at all i no. started getting like cramps in my back and like back spasms and um to and then i kind of champed it through lunch and what was um, lunch like did they have enough plates um, they didn't really have enough food, oh. but it was a free event, so I kind of, I mean, I still want to be fed. Um, it was like a, quite a nice, like, filled roll, but it was quite s- kind of not enough. Quite smally. Yeah, yeah. Um, a, yeah. A minute morsel. But I spent most of the lunch break, because uh, it was quite kind of fresh outside, alpine. I was kind of, um, just kind of wandering, um because reliving your days on campus a little bit but also wanted some fresh air because i thought i could walk it off and then it just kept getting worse and worse eventually i made the call that i wasn't going back for the after lunch session as in like i I figured i'll just kind of either go in late or just catch them at the next break and um went found the 
The whole university's changed since I was there. <laughs> what used to be where you buy, park your bikes and buy your um, parking permits is now like some flash bar. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> and like there's a whole shopping complex been put in underneath the library. But anyway, found the medical place and then asked where the pharmacy was and then walked back over there and got some um, drugs to try. What did you tell them your and symptoms then, were? Like spazzy, spazzy backy? And no, I just said, where's the pharmacy? I could. You got, I got a spazzy backy. I got a spazzy on my backy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just needed like ibuprofen. Yeah, good idea. So, so I went and bought it, tried it, didn't do anything. And then... Um, I have to say, I carry painkillers with me. I normally I do too, but... Yeah. Ugh, one time. Plus eh? I was the, ca- one, the one time, right? The one time. <laughs> um, and then um, it didn't get any better, and then it got worse and worse. And then I went to um, go in and grab my gear while they were on break. And just as I got there, um, the new lecture started. So I kind of got trapped. Oh, no. And I just sit there just in, in pain for like a, another 40 minutes of presentation. And then um, after that, well, it was actually. Uh, kind of before he finished i ended up just grabbing my bags and going um and yeah it was really sore and i think it was like an appendixy thing because it was like it was right in that one spot and then as it as the pain kind of got less and less which um parking's all changed there too so i didn't realize this but i parked freaking miles away which was actually probably a good thing because it was like walking in extreme cold for longer than i should have and by the time i got to my car i started feeling a little bit better right because you're about to hit the commute then yeah um so back to the satellite once it started um once it started receding it was just kind of receding to that appendixy spot so i think it was like an appendix so your appendix you are appendixless or you're all all inclusive appendix. I currently have an appendix. Okay, so you kitted out completely with the appendix. So am I. Yeah, <laughs> my sister isn't. Um, but yeah, I think it was that, and then from that I went home and had to like have a hot shower and. Are we saying appendix or appendix? <laughs> Just the one we're supposed to say. Is appendix. appendix? Isn't I thought it's the end of a book. Appendix. Yeah, I'll check that. You keep going. It's pronounced appendix either way. Is it? And you have appendicitis. It's like the... I got appendicitis. Yeah. <laughs> and you have an appendectomy. Okay, I, I back down. It's appendix. <laughs> yeah, you better back down. But yeah, that's why I wasn't here last week. It was I was in pain and I didn't see it coming until uh, lunchtime-ish, so I couldn't have even made the call early um, or gotten something in the bank before we did, so... Um, we're back and hopefully it's still your turn because I haven't prepared. It is. It's my turn to carry on another week. So the official <laughs> name of the appendix is Veriform Appendix, which means worm-like appendage. Weird. So you could say you've got two in your body. Why? Well, one there and one out the front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're an idiot. Um, did you have a good week? How's your appendix? Uh, appendix is fine. Uh, I am missing my 1995 Toyota Hilux F. Sold it. Buddy Earl. He's gone. Bugger. Mm. But, yeah, got money. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> That's so, good. yeah, there'll be a new car in the spring. 
So for uh, keen listeners, this is the car that got stolen and um, saved by the traffic island that you hated. Yeah, that <laughs> <And laughs> I bitched about so much on, this, on, on the show. Yeah, and then returned yeah. to you as your pride and joy yep. and um, you don't love it enough to not sell it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. So uh, apart from that, it's been a good week. Um, if Earl's listening, any messages? Um, just don't break down on the new guy just yet. Just hang in there a little bit longer. Please. I had the same thing. Cause you know how I said, um, the other week, my car went to someone, you know, in a local town. Um, whenever I see it around, I'm like, it's so out, it's, it's out of that range now. Right. Where yep. if it breaks down, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I'm safe now. Right. He's not going to come back and come back and get a refund. <laughs> Although he did short me. Do you remember that? That's right. I remember that. He shorted yeah. me. He shorted you. Yeah. I um always I did, count the cash. I was I was concerned about the car thing because I had a couple of like near misses with vehicles this week. So the first one was I was leaving work, going round the roundabout, and uh, somebody cut across from the right hand lane into my lane mm-hmm. and cut me off, and then cut back into the other right hand lane again. Mm. So really terrible driving and lucky i was able to put my foot on the brake a bit of smoke went flying but uh, brakes seemed to work well i just had the car serviced so oh, nice. and the, the right day for it to happen yeah so the brakes were in good condition Man. so uh, it's so blase um the next one was um Uru, uh, so the next day mm-hmm. walking across a pedestrian crossing and um as i was walking across uh, a car sort of came hurtling towards me with no one driving it so I was like, "What?" And there was all this shouting and screaming going on at the at the same time. But I was like, oh, "Okay, what's going on?" And what had happened is um, someone had gotten out of their car, left the car in drive. Oh no! Stepped out and it carried on, and what then it smashed the... into the back of another car, which must have been sitting in neutral or something, without a part without their brake on, their handbrake handbrake on, emergency brake on. Yeah, and that started with two cars pushing along. Oh my so we went over and made sure they were okay. And this one guy was gone. He wasn't the driver. He was with the person who had got out of the car with the vehicle still on drive. The one yep. that hit the other car, yep. going absolute nuts at her. And we came over and asked, "Are you okay?" And he was, "Who the fuck do you think you are? Who you are? What's your business doing this here? Get the fuck out of my face!" We're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! We're just trying to see." And the lady. Who had who had got the heard step out of the car was really in shock. She was shaking, really upset, and this guy was just typical tool shouting at her about mm. how stupid she was. And the older couple that they crashed into was called asking us if we could call the police or someone to mm. intervene. And like we intervened because you know we work there. It's, it was at our workplace. It happened. And I was with a, a colleague, and we came over. Mm. And we thought, well. I'm dressed in high vis, so I feel like I have some authority here. Yeah. So I could get onto the road and move a car if I needed to, you know, yeah. direct traffic. Yeah. Uh, maybe sort of headlock, someone on a headlock. For someone on a high headlock. High headlock. Pepper spray someone. Yep. 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 So that's what they do. Yeah. So uh, ended okay in the end because just gave in details as we were sort of witnesses to what happened. But mm-hmm. um, man, this guy was so crazy berserk. Maybe in like on like methamphetamine oh, or God. something. You know, it's yeah. like he was just so out, out there crazy. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't driving, like, and he wouldn't drive the car. I assume he didn't have a license or something because he's probably such a dropkick loser. Yeah. Are we the only country that calls it P? Everyone else calls it meth, right? Yeah, that's why I said meth rather than Methamphetamine. P, yeah. Yeah. Crystal? Ice? (laughs) You see, the thing with meth is that it's always just three sleeps till Christmas. (laughs) Very good. I love it. (laughs) Um, So then what happened? 
Um, Did you tackle that meth head and kick him in the face? No, nah, I got security to come over and deal with him. Oh, really? he, he calmed down. That but, good. Yeah. But uh, just nutter. Mm. Absolute nutter. Like, just, who do you think you are? Like, okay, well, we work here and we're concerned about the safety of the people around here. Um, mm. You need to calm down, mate. Mm. It's Everyone's fine. Everyone's okay. Just, Let's man. chill. We can and get the, through this. They were doing the insurance details, and he was sitting in the car, honking the horn, screaming at her to get back. It's like, you kind of have to exchange insurance details. Yeah, that's a law thing. And said to the lady, are you okay to drive? And she said, oh, not really. Can anyone else drive for you? Oh, no, he can't drive. Not oh. that... Oh, it's just... Man, people surround themselves with losers. Mm. Yeah. 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 Was he looking forward to Christmas? I think so. He wanted to go to bed. I think he did. To get one of his three yeah. sleeps out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, motoring. It's kind of like paranormal because it, you could almost have said it was a ghost driving it. it was, well, it looked like it. When you turned around, so there was two cars hooting towards you with no one at the wheel. That's really weird. Yeah, it was very odd. Yeah. Interesting though. Yeah, really interesting. Brighten up the day. It's more than a more interesting than like a I had a sore appendix. <laughs> and there was no coffee cups. Managed to we had to jump on the uh, a call afterwards our weekly team conference call and uh safety is the first thing discussed and I'm like, "Ah, safety tip of the day. If you get out of your car, don't leave it and drive." <laughs> it is a good tip. Yeah. Like and, that like almost 100% of the time has got to stop yeah. your car from hurtling towards someone and then you know don't and then be careful that uh if you go and try and, and help in a situation like this that some berserk nut job weirdo doesn't try and uh sock you in the face so yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i thought was going to happen so huh. hmm. very good and that was our weeks and that was our weeks yeah um, and now we're back <laughs> episode 59 so you've brought a paranormal story for us to get into uh it's something a little bit different this week is it a paranormal story? Uh, I'm going to talk to you about uh, the evolution of linens. Right. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was a story that popped up in the New Zealand media, and it was something that had fascinated me as a child. I know what this is. You do? I almost used this. You did? Yeah. Yeah. I almost pulled the excerpt out of the paper. <laughs> but this is good. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, this had fascinated me as a, a child and learning about um, the history of New Zealand and um i um thought you know it's not quite as exciting and out there as some of the other worldly mysteries but hey this is our backyard and i think part of this podcast that i like to do is or one part of this podcast i like to do is share tales from aotearoa so what you're saying is a little land of the long white cloud down it's not overly world. paranormal it's well, it's kind mystery. of paranormal. It's yeah. still a mystery. It's a mystery, yeah. Yeah, and there's um, still blurry photos. And since and... it's your show, you get to justify it as paranormal. <laughs> yeah. It's the same card I, I was going to play. Thought, and I thought, can I make this paranormal? Um, and it was a two-parter. It was massive. So yep. I had to cut it right down. But yep. uh, I've cut this down into a very uh, quick, to-the-point story. Yeah. I was going to use this. So when I say you've tried to cut it down and fit it into the show, don't feel bad because I was going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so um we'll we'll begin with a wee introduction it was listed on the map as unexplored territory a dim cove in the mist separating the fjord from the colossal forests that cloak the steep valleys of fjordland at 12,607 square kilometers or hello <laughs> 
4,868 square mile wilderness located in the southwestern corner of New Zealand. So I added that bit in there. That wasn't in the original tale and the story, <laughs> but I thought people won't know where this is. The pause these. where you looked at me and yeah. and is that also added in? Uh, yeah, I searched it. So. And, I, and I didn't know, so yeah. I just said hello. So hello. Hello. Hi. <laughs> um, one other thing, I uh, speaking of New Zealand media, um, you'll remember... Oh, it was months and months ago. Um, we touched on To The Stars Academy of Arts and Science, released a second or third UFO video, um, which was of a tic-tac-shaped UFO That's that right. somebody yep. had tracked. Um, so <clears throat> New Zealand media being what it is, latched onto that and just published it. <laughs> <laughs> so the, literally there was an article this week sent to me that was just like, published well, like from the New Zealand Herald. Right? The funny thing about it was the next day, I'm looking at rival um, news media corporation uh, media website. Media guys. The news stuff. hub or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they posted a, a story as well. So they've obviously seen the New Zealand Herald <laughs> has done one. And so they've jumped on it. And neither of them realized it was months and months, months ago. months ago. Oh, pathetic. So if, you, if you're in New Zealand and you want to hear about UFOs, here's the place to do it. Because we do it months before the actual media. Yeah. Anyway, as you were. In 1910, eight crew stepped off a ship at Supper Cove. More than a century earlier, Captain Yarms Cook had James. A, oh. I have to correct you because well, you don't. Well, I thought, I thought it was Spanish. James Cook. Captain Yarms. James. Oh, sorry, Yarms Cook. If he was Spanish, then we would have been claimed as part of Spain. Well, wherever Spanish is spoken that you're claiming he's from. Captain Yarms Cook <laughs> had anchored his ship, the Resolution, not the Endeavour, which we all love on our 50 cent coin, mm -hmm. uh, near the beginning of the fjord for repairs. Cook was struck by the feeling of utter isolation. It is pretty remote. He said, I, Yarms, declare James. this bay, in this bay, we are all strangers. What's that? <laughs> My computer. Yeah. I'm just uninstalling a printer driver. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> just bought a new printer. So, um, Yarms is a bit like, okay, um, kind of feel like a stranger in this bay or mm -hmm. cove or something or fjord, wherever the fuck I am. Did he say stranger? I don't think he said stranger. In this bay, we are all strangers. Okay. Did he say stranger? Strangers. <laughs> just go. Strangers? <laughs> um... <laughs> The crew hauled... This isn't Yarm's cook. This is another crew. The I, missed, crew, I just missed that stranger because I was uninstalling my printer. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Sorry, I've left that now. Um, right. The crew hauled 10 large wooden crates from the steamship. Inside the crates were six females and four males. The animal inmates stepped carefully into the dim light. They were here because the governor of Saskatchewan... Saskatchewan... Saskatchewan, 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 Canada. <laughs> why, why name it like that? Um, can you find out why they call Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan? Yeah, it'll, it'll, I'll, I'm going to put it out there as a guess. Yeah. I'm going to say it's something to do with the natives. Oh, like, typical you. Native bring North race Americans. into it. Bring yeah. race into it, of hey, course. Yeah. Um, had received a request from New Zealand's Prime Minister for assistance in a grand vision. New Zealand as the world's largest game reserve, 
collecting the Earth's most prized living trophies in one place. Now, that seems very think big early 1910 sort of stuff, eh? So bring all these crazy animals here. Yep. So we can kill them, apparently. Yeah. Hunt them and kill them. Well, it's kind of farming, but on a bigger scale. Yeah, I guess. We got possums <laughs> and they suck. Yeah. Um, got it? Uh, yeah. Saskatchewan is one of three prairie provinces in Canada. The name for the province of Saskatchewan comes from the Saskatchewan River, so named by the indigenous Cree people, who called the river Saskatchewanisipi, meaning the swiftly flowing river. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, welcome. The animals were duly caught in the Canadian wilds, and by the beginning of autumn of 1910, the animals stepped onto the beach. Some were scared and retreated to their crates. One animal, in a panic, attacked another, breaking its leg. I just dribbled a wee bit when I drank my beer. Just as you looked at me, it was really embarrassing. This last paragraph (laughs) here has has entered New Zealand folklore. Okay. And probably where um, an interesting terminology came from. Okay. I understand. So, the crew returned to the ship. They sailed back down the fjord, away from the strange cargo they'd left behind. As the breeze from the open ocean picked up, funneled down the narrow fjord, uniforms were pressed tightly against the flesh, and an unfortunate wardrobe malfunction occurred. Among one of the crew members. Here we go. This is the made up bit by you. Another of the crew observed that said malfunction resembled the prominent knuckle of the very creature they had just deposited on the shores of the fjord. The moose had arrived in New Zealand. I hate you. True story. <laughs> so, true story. Amazing, eh? I didn't realise we were doing this. We were just making up our own stuff to the story. Okay. Um, okay. So that was 1910, right? So let's so flash forward. What you're bit. saying is, um, the just to kind of backtrack, your story is paranormal because um, it's not every day there's a moose knuckle on a ship. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's the origin of the term. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Right, so after so many years, the idea that there may be moose on the loose on the... I also came up with that. Nothing loose about that. (laughs) Moose on the loose in the most remote corner of New Zealand has long become a legend, but it's far more plausible than one might think. Enter Ken fucking Tustin. I will not enter Ken. (laughs) Ken Tustin says... (laughs) Doesn't he have a middle name? Fucking, uh, it's it's fucking Ken Tuscan. Oh, sorry. There are a million of trees in Fiordland and fucking Ken Tustin. Or is uh, that just uh, like the Ken is the, the second part of the first word? Fucking Ken. <laughs> yeah. And fucking Ken. Like it's uh, a Ken who's far away. Yeah. Like far Ken. Far Ken. <laughs> far Ken. Our biologist could take his pick when he elected to set up his moose surveillance network. Mm-hmm. Fucking Ken <laughs> had cameras in the bush for more than 20 years, hoping he would capture a glimpse of the hoofed ghosts of the forest. He claims that on one video, once, he caught one. In 1995, the same year that my beloved Earl was born. Same year the, the Warriors came about. Oh, good. Sports team. He's just been a long time without uh, a victory. 
at the top. Um, uh, 1995, a deer-like animal wandered into the frame of his video camera. The image was blurry, but the animal's shape was distinctive and most moose-like. Moose? Moose-like. Most moose-like. <laughs> More than a century after the animals disappeared into the forest, the strange, strange, strange <laughs> tale of the Southern Hemisphere's only moose population has entered the realm of New Zealand folklore. There have been blurry photos and stray pubic hairs, suspicious droppings, and sinister hoaxes. Uh, What's sinister about the hoax? I don't know. I I, I left it in there because I couldn't work out what was sinister (laughs) about it. I'd love to know. Um, What there hasn't been is clear, undeniable proof that the descendants of those ten moose still roam the forest somewhere in the mist, even as the body of circumstantial evidence has continued to grow. Right? Right, right, yeah, (laughs) you're getting into this. The scale of the orphan is just monstrous, fucking Ken says. (laughs) Uh, Sounds like a real dick. (laughs) On its face, it sounds completely implausible. On its face? (laughs) On its face? You mean at face value? No, it says on its face is the quote. Like egg on its face. Moose droppings on your face. (laughs) A fully grown Canadian bull moose would be six feet tall and at shoulder... (laughs) <laughs> at the shoulder and as wide as two to three john lithgows <laughs> as wide as a moose I yeah, heard. weighing more than 350 kg how could one creature that size that wide that john lithgowy let alone dozens of them remain unseen for more than 60 years so fucking ken <laughs> took a photo right yeah so, um, did you look at the photos at all? Or? Um, no. So, this is um, what Ken says <clears throat> at the top. Is this on... Uh, like, did they publish this article digitally as well? They did, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I can just link to the article. Yeah, you can. On Twitter or something. So, the top image there is... <clears throat> oh, the, yeah, there's a moose. Is the moose. He's saying, this is the 1995 image. So, he's saying, that's a moose, what he thinks is the top. And mm, the bottom ones are red just deer. red deer. So, yeah, I can yeah, see the difference. It does. One's look... You know, you can see John Lithgow in one, and you can just see a couple of deer in the other, or, right? Or... Oh. I don't know. I think the moose one might be a wild pig. But closer. It could be. I think it's a wild pig. Oh, right. So you're going to... What's fucking Ken going to say? I'm just going to close the laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and then we finish the episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll tweet it and uh, we'll see what people... I'll Instagram as well and um, let the listeners decide whether it looks like a wild pig or a <laughs> moose. I think it kind of does look moosey. It does look a bit moosey. But it's the same color as wild pig. Loosey goosey moosey. Only three moose trophies were ever obtained in New Zealand. Two were shot by famed moose hunter, Eddie Herrick. (laughs) You were trying to come up with a nickname. (laughs) We'll call him Nasty Ed Herrick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He gives nasty head, (laughs) including the first bull moose ever killed under license in 1929. One of the moose was old and weak and missing one of its legs. Yeah, real hero oh, shooting man. that. Yeah, how did he ever get that? Nasty such skill. Nasty head, Herrick. <laughs> nasty Ed. 
Nasty Ed Herrick. Nasty Head Eric. <laughs> uh, it was thought to be the original moose that has broken its leg in a panic 20 years earlier. So that's a shame. Poor thing. Mm. Poor Moosey. 20 years on a broken leg. Moosey! Moosey! Um, in the 1990s, Australian hunter Steve Jones, creative, creatively named Steve Jones, recreated uh, Good Head, Bad Head, Awful Head. Terrible Head? What's his name? Nasty. Nasty, nasty Head. Nasty Head. Nasty Head trip. Nasty Head's trip. <laughs> Tramping through the forest, he smelled something unusual. Okay. Mm. Was it uh, filter coffee with an, no cups? Yeah, maybe. An, an animal. <laughs> but not a, not a deer. You're telling me Nasty Ed. No, this is Steve Jones. By this is Steve Jones hunting by smell. What? He is, smelled. Is Steve Jones a dog? No, he's an Australian, so similar. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, 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 oh my goodness. Oh. Do you have Australian listeners? Let's refer to the map. We absolutely do. The people we publish it for us are Australian. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> ah, a bit of lighthearted ribbing. <laughs> for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> for their pleasure, yeah. Uh,. That's, the, that's that one where it's you turn it inside out. So yeah. it's for your pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> Those sort of grindy knobs on your own. Go on, go on. This has been this is this is this is not the level I thought we were yeah. pitching up at. An animal. But not a deer. He realized later what he had sensed. Oh, he's sensing it now, like it's just like uh, coming like a, into this level. Like Haley Joel Osmond. Yeah. Like the moose sense. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the elusive moose, likely bathing in a small stream near him. The elusive moose would be a good name for a like boat. Yeah, or a bar. Mm. Sports bar. In Fjordland. A Fjordland sports bar. Called it's the elusive a, moose. It's like a sports bar, the elusive moose. Yeah. Yeah, in Fjordland. Okay, quick. Quit the podcast. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> to loot. We'll have to buy the elusive <laughs> Start the elusive moose. Yeah. The elusive moose. The elusive moose. I mean, we could... This is this is the sort of thing that I go home and draw something and we sell stubby holders or something. The elusive moose. The elusive yeah. moose. It could be a real symbol of our podcast. Yeah. We've, had, we've obviously got the, the Litz Locust, but... <laughs> um, yeah, the elusive moose. Yeah. I like this. Can I get an elusive moose t-shirt? Let's do yeah, some merch. I haven't ordered the other one. Let's ones get yet. some merch. <laughs> if you'd like any merch, contact us on at uh, LRTS underscore podcast Let on Twitter or Insta. Whether you want the custom li- merch, yeah. tell us what merch you, do you want, want. The Litz Locust, or do you want the elusive moose? We should have a we should have a second logo now. <laughs> yeah, we should have the elusive moose yeah. as the Litz logo okay. as well. Yeah, so if anyone wants any merch with our logos or an Elusive Moose logo, or you've designed an Elusive Moose logo you want to submit... Ah, yes. um, Contact us at LITS underscore podcast on Twitter or Insta. Elusive Moose logo comp. (laughs) Yeah, because the thing is, I'm the only one that's going to enter. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you may win this. The Elusive Moose... Okay, welcome to the Elusive Moose logo comp. Okay. Um, Um... I've forgotten where we are. I'm just thinking about sports bars now. <laughs> I just really um, want, a, want a beer out of a stubby hole. Yeah, the elusive moose. Yeah. Um, so old Jonesy. Um, hey, Jonesy. That's where that came from. No, uh, no one knows what you're talking okay, about. That's all right. Um, no, that, remember, that a couple of New Zealanders. Um, <laughs> listen to this. 
He says it wasn't the first time he had come close to the elusive moose. On one trip, he was crawling through a stream. No freaking way. What? There's a there's Yelp reviews for a pub and eatery called the Elusive Moose. Where? <laughs> Better not in, be in uh, Fjordland. What state is VT? Is it Vermont? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there's a Elusive Moose. All right. Pub and eatery. Uh, what are they? What? Under new ownership since December 2013. Okay, it's the been a wee while now. The, well, they will have got their standards and and, and and that all sorted for what they want to do for the elusive moose. Uh, there's a what are they five star review it? and a three star review. Ooh, a one star review. Oh, what the elusive moose was the perfect setting for our rehearsal dinner. Having the rehearsal across the street, literally in brackets, at Larrow Farm. It was a short walk for a fantastic dinner. Chef Chris Harmon and ownership were extremely accommodating and planning planning and execution. I listed our budget. Chris gave me plenty of options to keep us under that number. He was prompt in our correspondence and has genuine passion about the delicious food he creates. Is this the one star or the five star? This is the one star. It sounds really good. Do you think they like got it wrong? Like they think one is good. One is good. Yeah. Actually. Oh no. This is by someone with one review. And the poor design on this page means it has a star and then one and then review. Okay, that kind of sucks, given it's all about reviewing and No, they loved it. It was a three star. Oh. Here's a two star. They only gave it a three star, though? No, no, it was a five star. Oh, thank you. I was really (laughs) worried then. Here's a one star. I was about to complain to Yelp. The place wasn't busy and we still had to wait for over an hour for our food to be served. When we did get our meals... When we did get out meals, oh, typo. Spelling typo. I don't believe a word they Spelling say. typo. When we did get Maybe, out meals, know. the steak and burger were totally undercooked. And the pie was ice cold. It also took forever to get our drinks. Oh, they spelled it right that time. Yeah. To their credit, the waitress was kind and didn't charge us for the burger or steak. Not a good experience. If you look at... What's, what, how many stars is that one? One. Oh, look, if they're not... Okay, if they fuck up but they don't charge you, you need a better than one. If you're going to the Elusive Moose pub and eatery, would you rip on them for having too much meat on their menu? No. Here's a three star. Food is okay. They and should. This try. is I'm a veggie here as well, <laughs> yeah. so I they feel should, I can make this comment. They should try to use more of the food made from local farms. They are too heavy into meat. Would be nice to have other options. Mm. Okay, our elusive moose is only serving meat. <laughs> Everything has meat in it. <laughs> it means you can't eat any. I don't. Other. I know. <laughs> but I think we need to. You know, we need to be honoured to our traditions. Yeah, I'm gonna. I mean, elusive elusive moose beer is gonna be. It's the thing. Have flo- yeah, floating. There's one called Mito in there. Tattooed moose. Don't care about that. It's not close enough, eh? Anyway, as you were. We can have the, um, what do you think that the, the signature dish? At the elusive moose? Would it be the fucking Ken Tustin? <laughs> uh, maybe. Or the, what was the other guy? Uh, the nasty Ed. Nasty Head. Nasty Ed would be like a, it would be like a really chocolatey dessert. Yeah. Like a chocolatey raspberry dessert. Would the fucking Ken be... Would it be like a big thick steak, do you reckon? I reckon. Yeah. Re- It'd be one of the ones that you get a t-shirt if you eat it all. Yeah, the fucking Ken. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, I fuck Ken. Ken didn't fuck me. Like, you could have that. 
on your shirt. Like, that would be good. Yeah, good. Good? Oh. Very good. All right. Are we still doing this podcast? We're going to set this pub up. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Moose in the Pub podcast. <laughs> ca- casual meals about uncasual beers. Yeah. <laughs> casual hospitality. <laughs> uncasual quality? <laughs> Something like that. Uncasual quality? Yeah. Yeah. It rhymes. I like it. No, it doesn't. <laughs> hospitality, casual quality? Oh, okay. Kind of. Um, so this Jonesy was like, um, something very large and dark surged up and thundered, oh, and thundered off in a cloud of spray. Sounds like that's what the moose, loose and moose bathrooms are like. I got a new name for the dessert. It'd be chocolate thunder. Chocolate thunder. Which would also be the name <laughs> of the men's bathroom. I could it? just see you on mine ticking over. <laughs> Carry on. Um... Something very large and dark surged up and thundered off in a cloud of spray further up the stream. Give me just the barest glimpse of it, he recalled. Jonesy followed it to a patch of sand where he saw its large, fresh prints. The fresh prints of... <laughs> oh, no. The Audlin. <laughs> Too obvious. <laughs> the animal ventured into a swamp where he circled it for an hour looking for a park. Oh, the elusivemoose.com website's down. Damn like, it. I don't think they use it anymore. We should buy it then. You can buy the domain for 2888 US dollars. With my credit card. <laughs> it auto direct to us. Yeah. Uh, he... should really do something with our website. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, carry on. Carry on. So, um, and Jonesy caught occasional glimpses of it through the bush. It simply could not have been anything else, he says. The last known photographs of a Fjordland moose were taken in the 1950s. At the time, the moose were thought to be gone. In 1952, a trio of hunters came across the large footprints of a moose and decided to split up. A shot rang out through the trees. One of the men, Percy Lies, and you think of what his dish will be, or drink, <laughs> saw a monster rise before him, nearly two metres tall, its pronged antlers emerging from behind a tree. Percy had never seen John Lithgow before, but recognised the moose instantly. Um, so they killed it. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm glad. In a way. <laughs> uh, so they killed it, and they carried on. One of the men, Max Curtis... Oh. Max Curtis. The have the Max Curtis, please. On the side of Percy Lies. <laughs> That's a fries. Yeah, the Percy, Percy Lies, Lies fries. <laughs> Good, okay. The side of Percy Lies. Uh, Max Curtis? That'd be some sort of, um, like a pot pie. Yeah, the Max Curtis. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, went. Max Curtis. It's like a mince and cheese pie. The Max Curtis, yeah. yeah. Uh, went in search of another moose, hoping for a photograph. Before long, he caught sight of a female moose resting in the water. It's a strawberry moose dish. The female moose. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be nice. He quietly reached for his camera, capturing a few photos before the moose wandered off. They didn't kill this one. The next day, the final member of the party, Robin Francis Smith... Sounds almost like a sort of a chickenish dish, doesn't it? Which is a bit more dainty and. I'm going to sneeze. Plain. Hang on. The Robin Francis Smith. Oh! Jeez. 
It's just an aggressive sneeze. I had to leave the room. Have the Robin Francis Smith uh, with a. Uh, it was the prize card. Have a side of Max Curtis, and I'll have the, uh, the a large female moose for the dessert. Thank you. So Robin Francis Smith stumbled across the same moose and snapped a picky. Um, right, so we're on the final stretch now. Um, although there have been no confirmed photos since, believers say there is a wealth of physical evidence that a um, a moose-themed pub would do financial <laughs> wonders in Fiordland. Over the decades, experienced hunters uh, would report unmistakable moose-like evidence. There was a breakthrough in 2005 when two hair samples were confirmed through DNA testing oh, as not being in the meals. of moose <laughs> This led to a refund. And a, and a one-star Yelp review. Yeah, from 20-plus diners. <laughs> because of the pummeling Fiordland rains, small hairs... This is the excuse. Pummeling Fiordland rains is a nice, a really nice cocktail. Yeah. Is. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, why, this is why the moose hairs happen. Because of the pummeling Fiordland rains, mm. the small hairs have been washed out of the ecosystem and, you know, into the, the quaint quality fear and mm-hmm. cuisine. Uh, boasted by the pub yeah um again for a while uh the signs fell away but new evidence has emerged here we go here's another one alex gale the garlic bread (laughs) the alex gale (laughs) (laughs) just a half loaf alex gale (laughs) watching the carbon take yeah uh a professional hunter first became interested in the fjordland moose in the early 1970s at the time, there was a brief media circus around a man named Gordon Anderson. Really? Yeah. Maybe some sort of like pastrami sandwich. The Gordon Anderson, yeah. yeah. A slightly warmed pastrami sandwich. <laughs> yeah. A gruff type. So the, he's a gruff type. So there'd be a bit of fat yeah. on the sandwich. It'd be like a, like a big hoagie. Yeah. Like the big nuggety bread. It's a little bit fatty. Not great for you, but you know, and you got to really, it's like, like tougher bread, really chew through it. A gruff type who claimed to have shot a moose in 1971. Mm-hmm. On a trip in 2015, everything changed for Gale. That's where he first tasted the garlic bread and uh, <laughs> fell in love with the place. I couldn't believe it. I felt the hair stand up on the back of my head. And I put in brackets, neck. <laughs> like, <laughs> back of your head. I was like, isn't it, me? Isn't it neck? But yeah. I could not believe what I was seeing. Um, there were leaves eaten high in the trees and branches stripped of leaves and snapped off. A while, or maybe this guy could be the salad because he seems to be all about like the sort of plant-based stuff. Mm. Oh no, we're not doing we're doing meat salad, like a yeah. really thick meat salad. I wondered if it was some sort of like a pretzel accoutrement on Ooh. top of um, <laughs> on top of like a some sort of a rich banoffee pie oh, or something like that. Yeah, maybe yeah. with like antler-shaped that's, pretzels. Oh, that's good, isn't it? <laughs> um, so a wild overgrown area covered with uh, bare branches stripped in typical moose-like fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, since then, uh, old Gale has returned a few times, um, documenting fresh evidence through dozens of photos. He now has 11 automatic cameras, pervert, <laughs> in the forest. <laughs> it's Fuck a long, things. it's a long shot. <laughs> yeah. But if it comes off... It'll be worth it, he says. 
Um, those who are still searching for the moose six decades after they were last seen. How cap- many courses is that? <laughs> are captivated by one of the few lingering mysteries of the New Zealand wilderness. It comes with a fair amount of criticism. The moose hunters find themselves lumped in with cryptozoologists, mm. the type searching for the mohau, mohau, mohau. <laughs> New, Come on. New Zealand's Bigfoot in the Coromandel Ranges. Oh, really? Is yeah. there one? I mean, you'd need to look at that. Mohau. Or, How do I spell Mohau? Mo and then H A U. Um, or, this is one we've covered, or the panther supposedly prowling the Canterbury High Country. Mm-hmm. We did that in our uh, New Year's special. For fucking Ken, <laughs> the godfather of the New Zealand moose mystery, the criticism has endured. I get a fair a bit of flack. And I'm quite aware that people think of me as a bit of a crank, he says. Will I ever see one in my lifetime? Probably not. Will someone else? I probably will. I get a great kick out of that, <laughs> says fucking Ken. <laughs> to watch. The story's quite an enduring one, and I like it to remaining a mystery. <laughs> Don't we all, Ken? Don't we all? <laughs> Is that the end? That's the end. Brilliant. <laughs> um, so it's funny that the last um, paragraph of that is talking about the uh, moose hunters getting lumped in with cryptozoology because yep. we've just lumped them into cryptozoology. That's exactly what it is, eh? When I read that, I'm like, that's why the story works because <laughs> they make that illusion that these idiots are the same as us. Perfect. Man, I'm hungry now. <laughs> Um, okay, shall we move into any fu- any closing remarks about Elusive Moose? No, let's talk about opening remarks of our new restaurant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch this space. Mm. Well, not literally. A podcast moose-themed restaurant. That's it. And yeah. the starters would be called open- opening remarks. They would be. Yeah. Cool. What would um, the moose knuckle be? The moose knuckle? Yeah. Oh, that's actually a cocktail. Yeah, that would be a good cocktail. I, um, Is it actually a real cocktail? No, it's not. But, but I've, what it I've had drunk? this same chat with a friend of mine, and um, we were trying to make it a thing right. <laughs> years ago, actually. It's like, have you ever had a cock-sucking cowboy? <laughs> no, I, I, I have. It's a cocktail. <laughs> or at least some sort of drink. Or my Saturday night. I can't remember which is which, but yeah. Let's jump into the last segment, the final segment of the episode um is this episode 59 59 this is the last time we're going to do this in our 50s oh it's that big 6 yeah. um do you want to start the music as i guess a tribute to this wonderful segment sure this is the final segment we call get me some strange this is where we take the 1982 reader's digest version of mysteries of the unexplained i'll flick to a random page tony will tell me when to stop flicking and i'll read one of the random paranormal stories from the pages within flicking now stop your kind of fingers lingered just on that but they caught that page and lingered for a little bit i can do but i think i saw a green tag on that one no, there's no green tag. Oh, okay, here. okay, okay, okay. Although okay. I think this should be. I think this predates our green tags. Yeah, there's a few of those. <clears throat> it's probably what fifty-three episodes that predate that, but yeah, I'm going to read it anyway. <laughs> uh, no, we definitely read this. I've got to. I've got to plaster this with um, green. I'm going to read you one, two, three, 
in quick succession and then we're out of here are they smidgens of tales so this is the um yeah, strange things section. from above oh, okay section. we do like finding our way to the section it is yeah. a common one for us and this is your favorite topic that's funny i can fish fish falling from the sky <laughs> so let's see how many of these i can tick off or how far i can get on one breath okay as i <laughs> tend to do when we've already heard the story okay deep breath and go shells of a silky substance fell october 1820 around Pernambuco, brazil covering an area that extended 90 miles inland and nearly as far out to sea where a french ship was festooned in it in lane the french oh no that was the brackets but a shower of herring fell on <laughs> oh no you've lost it oh, Damn it. oh no that was a brackets but <laughs> you lost it on oh no that was a brackets but yeah i'm going to try and get this next one it's substantially longer than that one okay just mind those brackets bits stretch A shower of herring fell on a hill high above Melfort House in the lawn district of Argyllshire, Scotland, 1821. The fish were large and of good quality, and the local people sent some of them to their landlord in Edinburgh. The weather was exceedingly boisterous. The prevailing wind in the area blows from Loch Melfort towards the hillside in questionable faces. Loch Melfort is an arm of the sea and one of the few places in this part of Scotland where herring can be caught by fly fishers, and an indication that they frequently slim swim near the surface there a bonus one because i still got breath in 1828 several districts of perch were reported covering a depth of seven eight inches <laughs> <laughs> the hearing one i think we definitely heard because i remember hearing that they, they they caught they got them and took them to their landlords how weird it was that such was. a small one i tried to tack on and i was a line and a half away from getting it 1928 several districts of persia were reported to be covered to a depth of between seven and eight inches by a fall of material that was enthusiastically eaten by livestock oh anything else to add see to the next one without opening your eyes no okay oh wait that wouldn't work <laughs> then us for the week i think it is we've All done right. uh 59 episodes and uh yeah we've done We've, uh, yeah, just about to open up our, our, our first our first restaurant. <laughs> We're about to head into treacherous waters because um, we've got travel coming up for both of us and nothing in the bank. Yeah, I know. So this if we're dicey. off for one, maybe two, maybe 12, and then in the next six weeks. Yeah, June for us is dodgy for travel. Um, treacherous. Yeah, we've got lots See of See how travel. we go. So... Um, don't get your hopes up anything's a bonus that's right this isn't an official hiatus it's not but if we if we do miss an episode it is just uh due to this hectic schedule of travel um but we'll be back we're not going to let this uh sideline us for long it'll just be uh, a brief oh we've got another one no i don't know why i'm holding it like this i was just about to end the show but i picked up the book like i was about to do it i thought you were reading again okay (laughs) (laughs) well uh is that all from us that's it on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week from luke tonna and fucking ken it's <laughs> toodaloo and always tip your waitress is it sexist to say waitress uh Did you say waiter now wait staff always tip your wait staff beautiful <laughs>